Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. And we're live, just like that. Magic click of the finger. <laughs> and I am excited to introduce to you all, all of, all of you out there in the interwebs, uh, an amazing marketing leader, a brand strategist. The awards, the accolades go for pages. Some of the, some of the highlights that I found, Fast 50 Reader's Choice Award, Business Week, an award for excellence with corporate advertising, Marketing Association, American Mark AMA, there's finalists and awards. He is everywhere. And now he's here to talk to us. And we're going to learn from him. The CMO of Sig Signal FX, Tom Buda. How are you, sir? Oh, good. That's uh, quite the introduction. Uh, thanks I, very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I almost lost myself in it. There's just so much to talk about. Uh, no, you know, it's so, fu so <laughs> funny because, you know, you, 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 you're... You're so focused uh, on on the, what you have to get done, you know, in a given day or a given week or a given quarter, right? That you kind of you don't look back. You're always looking ahead. So, right. Thanks for uh, a, a quick replay. Good <laughs> reminder of all the things that people have. Uh, you know, and it's usually the tip of the iceberg, right? Normally, there's so much more that you've been doing. Only a little bit of that gets that publicity. So, I'm sure there's a lot more to discover. Yeah, I mean, you know, my philosophy, quite frankly, uh, is in sharp contrast to a lot of other, um, I would call more famous, you know, marketers or CMOs um, who built their own brands. Oh, right. Uh, and um, I have always focused on building the brand of the company, right? That, that you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. So when you, you know, when you, when you hear the, the name Red Hat today, um, you know, it's, a very very important brand and um, had helped to um, really bring to bear some pretty important things and I'm proud of what we set out to do from the very beginning which I think put it on a good trajectory obviously they've done a ton of great work but that was more important than like me yeah getting whatever my own brand name more importantly out there than than theirs so well that's really cool it means I should add selfless to that list of <laughs> I don't know. Tireless, selfless promoter. Um, um, so this is what I want to do. I want to tell people this is the theme is about marketing leadership. You are the theme. This is, this is your show today. And, uh, okay. um, and so we're going to talk about marketing strategy, technology, process, even career. Like how did, how did you get where you're at? Um, and how we like to start out is let me pick this thing up for you here. Okay. This is heavy. All right. This is Thor's hammer. And now you're, you're in receipt of that. Take that hammer and smash for me some kind of bogus marketing strategy or you, you hear misconceptions. I know it's heavy. Go ahead, just smash. Misconceptions in the marketing world or the business world that just drive you crazy. Okay, here we go. Ready? Smash. All right. Yeah, so like here's, here's what people face every day that are marketers. Um, they they face a lot of other people who think they're marketers. See, it's one of those, like nobody questions the data coming out of finance or frankly, nobody questions the quality of the, the sales engagement um, or for that matter, the quality of the product, right? But everybody's got an opinion about marketing, 
Um, <laughs> and you know, that makes it really, that re makes it really challenging. So the myth is like, I know about marketing, my opinion matters, you know, my brother, my sister, my kid, my wife, my husband, my girlfriend, my whatever, right. Said that your logo is, or uh. who do, and how come the website is, and that kind of makes them an expert. Um, and so that's tough to, to deal with. And so there's, you know, there's ways, there's ways to, um, to handle that, right? One is to welcome input, right? Frankly, you know, yep. having other opinions ma matter, um, but don't over rotate, right? Against any of it. Um, right. You know, even, even if it's coming from other execs or frankly, you know, from, um, from other people in the industry. I mean, the people you want to really pay most attention to are your customers um, or the prospects that you're talking to. You know, how do they feel? What's their impression? Because they're looking at you in the context of a lot of others. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah. So, when I, so when I think, you know, when I say, you know, the myth, the myth is that everybody, everybody inside the company has something to say about, about marketing and we should all listen. Um, you know, the, the answer is that, well, yes, we'll, certainly take that input and there may be a spark of an idea yesterday a guy stopped by and he's like you know i tried this at another company it worked pretty well and we're like wow that's really cool right that's a great idea thanks for bringing it to us right because right. we don't purport to have all of the new ideas sure sure so, so you, you 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 welcome you welcome that input but it's important that you don't over rotate to it and just go oh mm. you know so and so said like we should go this way not that way so let's go this way. And I've had people working for me who, who just quickly want to solve it because they're maybe more senior, right? Than they are. And I'm like, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Like, let's just think this through. Why do you think he said that? Well, he said that because, yeah, okay, that's right. So wouldn't it be more beneficial? We can take some of that, but then we can actually incorporate it this way. And they're like, yeah, okay, you're right. So anyway, not sure that's exactly a myth. It's just a belief. Oh, it, think, it's though. a belief, man. And, and yeah. you know, it's so funny. The armchair, you know, the armchair people, you know, armchair police officers watching YouTube, armchair marketers, everyone's got an opinion. And, and it's interesting. It's probably because I was thinking we're all consumers. So that's probably why we think that we know what's going on. And to your point, a little bit of humility, welcoming, being curious about people's ideas. But at the same time, don't get distracted by them. I mean, we get distracted in marketing all the time. Oh, what's that? What's that? Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess the other misconception, yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I, I think I've had to learn this too. I'm not always the buyer, you know? If you see a commercial on TV that's horrible, well, maybe it wasn't for you. There you go. Yeah, you know? that's, well, that's exactly right. And so like the people, like I said, the people who's, first of all, I respect everybody's opinions. Everyone's entitled to have one. Um, but the opinions that particularly matter to me are people closest to the people that we're actually trying to do business with, right. like our, our engineers here, for example, they're like, you know, we'll, we'll, they're, they think differently. They, their context is different than my, you know, than certainly my life. Um, and I'm trying to take my knowledge, um, and experience um, and, and, and make it work for people like them. But I really, really am interested in what they have to say and how they think and what matters to them and what they like and what they don't like. And just take that information. Yeah. Right? And, then, and then they'll go, oh, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's really cool. 
or you'll say something and it will go, uh-huh, you know, and it'll just like, yeah, okay, well, that's, so that's not going to work. Right. So, right. you know, uh, sometimes I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily good at this, um, you know, taking the opinions and, and ideas. And so I've really been working on it. And one of the things I have on my desk right here, I don't know if you can see this, it's uh, the Mars Rover. Oh yeah. It's uh, the Curiosity Rover. And it just sits on my desk to remind me to be curious. You know, somebody has an interesting idea. Oh, why, why do you, why do you, instead of just jumping on top of it and you don't know a buyer persona that wouldn't work ever, you know, it's like, Oh, well, why do you think that? Or you know, what's, what's your experience with that? And it, you know, you don't have to do anything with it, but you can just be curious about it instead of judging it, you know? Yeah. Well, so that's, that's something else that I think um, if, if I were to just sort of, relay a little bit of career advice and, and this, is, this yeah. is like frankly it's life advice <laughs> um, so it's usually the same right <laughs> well so <clears throat> being curious means you're willing to receive a you put yourself out there sure in a position to receive information whether it's reading a book or watching a podcast or um you know or or frankly listening to someone What's interesting, if you observe conversation, um, interactions between people, and particularly in a group setting, people are so busy wanting to say mm. or add to the conversation. They want to they add what they have in their mind. They're so busy waiting to get in that they actually stop listening to what other people are saying. Right. They want their moment in the spotlight. We've all been there. What, yeah. what is that? We're just not listening. That's not good listening. Is that what that is? Or we're it's not. I mean, frankly, you know, the art of the pregnant pause, you never know what's gonna come mm -hmm. up, right? When if you just give give people a little bit of air. Um and um it and yeah, it helps to ask the right kinds of questions and things like that, but just be willing to hear what people are saying and then maybe ask them to go a little bit deeper or right, to, to like truly understand it. That's actually what being curious is, is about because you can get nuggets. I mean, my job is, it is in large part to listen, right? And it, so when I come into a company and, you know, and they're like, okay, you know, do your thing. And, you know, the first thing that I'll do is um, I'll spend time with people around the organization. Yeah. And, and I will listen. Right. And, um, and I will do the same and go out to the market and spend time with our customers and do the same thing. And, and what I'm listening for, I'm listening for nuggets, right? Because like the answers all lie within. I mean, they really do because typically, I mean, if I, I founded a company before, but, <clears throat> but in, in many of these cases, you know, I'm working with founders and mm -hmm. working with people who are part of the founding team and working with people who have been, in the space right and then if you just and, and if you if you just listen um you you're somewhere if you let them talk somewhere over the course of time and it doesn't take a lot of time you're going to find something inside of what they say and you're going to go oh, hang on that's there's something there right and you're going to circle it like if I look at my note, I still take a lot of notes, right? Right. <laughs> my book and I see things that I've got circles around and squares around and like I keep kind of coming back to them and then I use those in the next conversation with somebody else and I'll sort of weave that in and say, well, how do you think about this concept or what, what is this turn of phrase, you know, 
mean to you, right? Does it, how do you think about that? Right. And you wouldn't necessarily know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't catch that if you were thinking about what you're going to say. You know, if you're just waiting to fire your, your word gun as, as a response, you may miss that takeaway that just came, exactly. came out. Exactly. And that's, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's the art of a good conversationalist, but it's also, I mean, it's the art of selling as well. You, you know, you, um, hmm. you, you want your customer to be part of the solution. Uh, right. And, and so they're going to need to, um, you're going to need to, to understand what it is that works for them. And here's the other thing that's really interesting. The other thing that I listen for, not only are those nuggets, like, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all about really communication and messaging and like, mm -hmm. how do you say things in the right way in the most provocative way and the most truthful way, um, in a way that cuts through. Um, but what you're also looking for and you can hear it, but you should, you can feel it is what's the emotional trigger. Like what's the emotional trigger that you're trying to evoke? And so that can be confidence, right? That can be. What do you, what do you mean by that? You want to get, get like a emotion out of them or you want. Yeah, so, so, so think of like at the end of the day, what's the, what is the, um, what is the emotion that you're looking to, that, that you can potentially satisfy by with your solution? Okay. And so, yes, you can connect these things and yes, you can get this analytics and you can get these insights <laughs> and all of that. But like at the end of the day, what is it? Is it to be more certain about what you're doing? Is it to have greater confidence in your willingness to innovate and push out code? Because now you know that you can roll that code back, you know, in seconds, if you get alerts that that's, there's something wrong and it doesn't affect your customer, does that give you confidence? Like, Confidence is a good thing, right? Uh, security uh, is, is a good thing. Knowledge, intelligence, but the emotional side of it, not just like, you know, the, the sort of um, head level stuff. Head yeah. Level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, right. The certain, the head level stuff, I think I've heard a lot of, you know, Europeans who come over and try to sell in America get frustrated because, you know, if you're talking to someone in a sales cycle and you're, and they're just in their head, they're just replying. It's like they're on an away message <laughs> out of office if they're just in their head level and you don't necessarily get them the demo. It was like, oh yeah, great. Do you have any questions? No, <laughs> you know, just this, but when you can touch that emotional level, you just, the whole thing shifts again. Even if they're angry, they just get engaged then at that point and it's a different conversation altogether. Yeah, all right. So so here's, I mean, I, here's another myth. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know going to smash it but i think i might just like toss it toss it good yeah, yeah just crush just it toss it yeah um, <laughs> and that is like um it, it typically comes from from technology driven companies but frankly i think many many companies fall victim to it and that is let me tell you everything that's really good about what we have mm-hmm and so therefore, like, let me tell you the 16 advantages for oh, your and, and here's all the 32 
reasons why, and here's what we can do. And let me, oh, hang on, let me, this, but we also can do this and I can do that. And, and it's like, let me give you all of this information. Yeah. Overload. Right. And so think about this, think about the noise that we deal with. We deal with mm -hmm. you're, you're you're creating a, a facility here sure people to do what it's like you know what just it's we're all dealing with stuff every day here's some unique insights from people who have been through that and maybe just maybe there may be something in there that you can learn from yeah right absolutely. so so you're trying right you're trying to help people make sense of things and frankly if you can own the problem you can own the problem and help make sense of it, then you're adding value. Oh, and by the way, here's how we can help. But you're also, you know what I mean? I like, own the problem though. Well, yeah, it's kind of an interest. It's an interesting, it's a cool phrase. Yeah. So, um, the problem is, let's just say, in our environment, um, I know I need, I know I need to innovate and move as fast as companies that have been born leveraging all of these new technologies, so they can innovate quickly, coming out of nowhere, and they're disrupting industries. Sure. And I'm a, I'm this traditional company that hasn't done things like that, so I know I need to do that, and. I'm challenged by how to do it because I'm a little bit held back and I have better at the same time. I want to move forward by owning the problem. It says that we we're relating to that. We know that this ah. is the journey, right? And so we've seen others who have embarked on this journey, this cloud native journey, do things like this. We've seen their thing that you can find yourself in a few different stages in this journey. Um, and then the first stage typically looks like this and the second looks like this and the third looks like this. Here are the kinds of things that you'll experience as you go through this. Here are the barriers that you're going to encounter. Here are the, the people in the process and the technologies that you're going to have to, you know, make, make some decisions. You know, so it's like that sort of guiding. Mm -hmm. I like that word guide versus advisor. Everybody wants to be the trusted advisor, but I'm actually, I've had a lot of financial advisors that haven't guided me very well. Like I actually would love to have a guide. You don't climb Mount Everest without a guide. That's exactly what I was, where my head went to was the, the mountain climb, the guides with you, doing it with you. They're with you, they've been there, they've done it, right? Done it. Yeah. They don't leave you, they don't go like, all right, good luck, right? Yeah, here's some advice. Don't, yeah. forget, don't look down, thanks. Or as my, my Irish wife would say, best of luck, guys. Right? Oh, yeah? Does she have a nice accent like that? Well, no, she's making fun of other people oh, okay. who have accents. Oh, okay. But she is Irish. It's a cool accent, though. I don't hear the accent anymore, so. It's too bad. Yeah. Get her a couple Guinness, half pints of Guinness, and yeah, well, come yeah. back. Yeah. Um, so guide for advisor. Uh, versus advisor. Versus the advisor. Own the problem. But then... The information. Why do you think we tend to give too much information? Are, it's you know, hiding behind it. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. No, it's not. We're not at all hiding behind it because we're proud of it. And true. There's probably a lot to say about it, but um, it's everything. Need, everything needs context, and I think 
um, it's um, crafting, you know, crafting, crafting a good story and crafting communications is, is, is actually quite hard, you know, and, and simplifying it too is takes effort. I, um, there, there was a period of time when I actually did a lot of writing and, um, I was you know, doing two, two blog posts a week and, um, and I, I was just writing a lot. And the, the interesting thing about writing a lot is the more you write, the, the better you get. Yeah. Like there's this process of, it's like reductionism. And, you know, can I say that in less space? Can I say what I mean with less words? Is there, is there a better way to say it? Can I remove, you know, some of the sort of baggage that we tend to load in because we're just, I mean, it's okay now because I can actually, if you, if you actually replay the, if you um, um, annotate this conversation, sure. right, it looks really weird when you read it out. But in a conversation, it works because we just, it's how it works. But when you're writing, when you know, you're reading, you know, that, that um, unique sort of reductionism and synthesis um, in a way that's, um, you know, that keeps you wanting to move on that that's hard it is hard that's, that's probably why i prefer to speak <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's a little easier to do that but that's probably why podcasts are you know and the video content are increasing and, and and you know even to you you mentioned you know transcribe god tried transcribe me you know with all my craziness uh, but at the same time it makes it more real you know and i think we're kind of seeking out that authenticity in marketing too knowing that there's the the shysters out there that just are trying to sell us as hard as the sales guys are uh, to get some real authentic people telling you, look, this is what it, this, this product helped me. I'm use it or don't, but the, here's an option for it. You know, that authenticity, the real language, it's not purified. It's not ultra edited, you know? Right. Right. So the other, I think another just sort of a sort of build off of what we were yeah. saying is like, so, so, okay. Um, you just don't, you don't want to like just dump all, you yeah. know, all this information on your, on your, on your reader slash prospect or customer, but right. you want to be discreet about it. Um, and you want to relate it. If you've been listening, right. You want to relate it to the issues they're challenged with and you try and you're trying to add value and then demonstrate how you do what you do. Right. Mm -hmm. In a, in a clear way. Uh, and with, uh, with not a lot of superlatives like ba baked into it, just like, boom, give me the information and show me. Right. Ideally. Um, but the best um, this presentation, that's what that applause was. Not Yay. Um, Being again, uh, a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. The laugh, put on the laugh sign. Um, yeah, exactly. So, applause. Uh, so, um, um, what I was going to say is, you know, in this, in this era of, of, um, always on continuous communication, so the impact of social media, you know, we know that it's not what we say that matters anymore. It's actually what they say. Oh, so, interesting. What do you so mean? You think, oh, reviews or? Well, think about it, right? So if you go to purchase something, probably the, the, the last place you go is to the brand itself. You're going, you know, want to go on a vacation and, interesting places to go. What do people have to say? You right. know, and, and so you go to all these sites and yes, you do look at reviews. 
um, and people look at reviews, even for technology companies like ours, um, they look to find out, well, what are other people doing, right? Or what are other people doing that look like us? Or what are other people look doing that look like what we want to look like, right? And so that's super important to get your, you know, your customers and others, you know, to, to represent, you know, the challenges that they've had and to be willing to share that, that story as well on, you know, and there's, and to the degree that they weave you into that, well, that's a bonus. Right. Um, so that to me is, you know, that's, 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 uh, probably under, um, uh, underemphasized, you know, from marketing marketers perspective, it's one like everybody's got a logo slide, but like, true have them talk have them tell their stories give them a platform to tell their stories yeah um, not just a logo it's not it's not like a notch in the bedpost you got a real story from a happy customer talking. yeah yeah or someone who went through this process and like it was really hard and you know this is what it was like and we right. learned a lot of lessons you know like probably because of that save you some pain because we went through this you know but we were early and we that's what we did it makes sense. It, trying to think of how I combine all, do you have a, like a overall strategy? You mentioned you're getting to a company at the very beginning. Do you have an overall approach to just marketing in general? Well, I think um, I, I've kind of hinted at some of it already. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the, the kind of, the kind of um, conditions uh, that I've, um, I've been brought into have been, uh, we're think there's a lot of there's a lot of change happening, right? Something uh, a market space has typically not quite been formed. It's bubbling up, and right. um, yeah. there's this movement, right? And it's sort of bubbling up. And what's happening is that a lot of people who are in that space have a lot to say. Um, but they're again they're selling they're saying it from their perspective and they're talking about what we do, right? Mm. As opposed to how we can help. And so my, my as it's turned out, um, time after time, this is the fourth big move, big market space that I'll have been a part of. Yeah, I've noticed that your track record just boom, 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 marketing leader, different technology. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so this will be the fourth big sort of market space. Big bang. Um, that, um, that we need to make sense of. And yeah. so that it goes back to that. It's like, okay, what is this ultimately? What is the value of it? Meaning what it is we're all doing and how can we bring unique value to people who need to embrace that? Um, and then how can we have others who also believe in it, find those others who believe in it? And how do we get them surface them? And then how do we create content that, provides value, guides, and does necessarily, you know, sell and hawk as much as, um, you know, adds, adds, again, adds that guidance. Right, right. So that's, that's where, that's the starting point. Yeah, tip, tip of the uh, iceberg or the, the starting line. Absolutely. Well, it cre what it does is it creates a framework, you know, it creates yeah. a framework that you can then feed a lot of things in and under. Got it. Yeah. You got to start somewhere with that. How does process fit in for you? Um, I see a lot of 
folks, they'll, they'll do strategy or they'll do tactics, but then, you know, there's 5,000 leads stuck between marketing and sales and no one catches it because no one ever thought to think about what would happen if sales get sent leads that they never receive, you know, like the process, the gaps are yeah. all over the place. So yeah, process, where, where does that fit in? You know, connecting the dots, you don't want leads to go from, you know, one side to the other and then just fall through the cracks. Do you have a, do you have a way that you approach that? Well, so um, we work very closely with both the product team and the marketing, um, sorry, the sales team. Yeah. In fact, I, that's how I think about marketing. Like we're this healthy balance between the two. Oh, <laughs> sure. Right. And yeah. frankly, if you over rotate towards, well, marketing should live inside of the product organization and, but guess what? It's, it becomes simply about product marketing or marketing should live inside the sales organization. And what does that look like? Well, it's like sales enablement. Yeah. Right? Sell, sell, sell. So, yeah. Um, so we work closely with both, but, um, huh. you know, we're, we, we, we have in our measure ourselves based on the, the, the business metrics that we contribute to. And now, Thankfully, um, we literally have the, we we have the ability to measure the impact that we are having um, much more discreetly than we ever did before. So we know the impact of of every single touch that we have been able to orchestrate, um, and where sales has fit into that entire process, and what has what the results have been from a customer's perspective. So it makes it makes. ROI analyses, you know, pretty effective because we know what's pulling, what's not pulling, what's working, what's not working, what what's driving better quality leads versus not, right? So, right. Um, so we do have a process, right? So our process is um, uh, we have four reports that we um, issue daily um, that show the current state of our highest value prospects. Um, it shows um, who's on the website. We literally have a Slack channel about like literally who's on the website. Who's coming, who's browsing. Who's browsing, what yep. are they doing, what, you know, who's requested trials. Um, and we, we, we map the entire funnel, you know, once, yep. once, once we, we get people. So, this week we had, I think, five events that we were a part of Jeez. Uh, around the world, literally. And, um, and all of those leads have been scrubbed and loaded with notes and distributed. We have follow-up nurture uh, communications built in. So we have a process that's really baked uh, in terms of how we, we handle that. And then, you know, and that's just wave one, right? And then there's like six stages to that. And then they move into a different, um, you know, they, they, go, they go into active and then there's another process for nurturing that. And then they go into customer and there's a process for nurturing that. So, um, yeah, we're really prescriptive mm -hmm. about, about how we do it. So, pro you know, process in that regard means everything because, um, I mean, you're working with a valuable, potentially a valuable, you know, asset in a quote unquote qualified 
lead, i.e. prospect. Right. How you treat that, right, is, you know, it says a lot about your company. Yeah. And in a continuous process too, I think sometimes where people got in trouble in the past was they had separate processes. You know, there was the marketing gig and then you threw something over the wall, the sales, and then they never told you what was up and that's fine. You never told them what was up and didn't quite work out. Yeah. I mean, I learned that lesson pretty early. Um, um, And um, so, so I was at a company where we had to do, it was very much a sales culture, like, probably renowned sales. Right, right, yeah. Uh, PTC in Boston. Okay. And, and I got there, um, and like math, great sales process, and hygiene and acumen, but like incredibly aggressive. Um, so like sales ran everything, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a product, yes, and, but sales was like, it was, they didn't have marketing for like the longest time. Wow. So when I got there, the company had, um, been hugely successful and then had lost its way. And then we basically repositioned it and resurfaced the company as the leader of a new expanded category off of what their core was. And it gave them a new reason to live. And um, the company has since done super well. Um, it's a, its own story, but it's specific to this conversation is um, I inherited a very big department. I inherited a lot of people. Um, but what I really wanted was somebody that understood our understood our sales process, had relationships with the sales force, and understood our product. And when I went to hire a very strong kind of number two, I wanted that person to be from the inside. And so I was successful in finding that person who knew nothing other than his own opinions about what marketing does, like what real marketing does. And so, and so learned a lot mm-hmm. and was also able to bring extraordinary visibility and awareness for me. Uh, and frankly, um, um, ease the, the relationship building across the product and the, and the, and the sales organizations. Uh, and so we made an incredibly great team after I left, he became head of marketing. Um, right. And then since went on to actually run an entire division, uh, wow. so probably talented guy. And the end of the story is that at our sales kickoff, <clears throat> we, we, for the first time in the company history, had instituted the process of building these nurture campaigns and understood that marketing's role was no longer to do exactly what you said, which was to throw leads over the wall and go, right, our job's done. Like, how's it going? And so to demonstrate that, we had two salespeople on, uh, come up on stage and we had um, like six or seven other people armed with tennis balls. And one was like the website, <laughs> another was an event, uh, another was uh, an email, huh. you know, another was, you know, a, 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 an SDR, an outbound, you know, caller, yeah. right? And, uh, and so, and we also said, so right, this is how leads have happened before. And everybody like threw the, the tennis balls, <laughs> you know, like right. dozens of tennis balls. I said like, so what happens? You don't catch any of them, right? Maybe one out of 12. And they're like, yep, it's a total waste. And so we instituted a process of how we can stage it because we understood really what the selling process was, 
before we were like integrated in with it. And whereas before it was like, well, marketing does that and then leave us alone. Sales does this. Right. So we instituted a process and that was, that was, you know, it was a while ago. So. I like that you understood what was going on first, right? You didn't just try to push some process in on everybody. Well, here's the thing. Like, what did that demonstrate? It demonstrated that I actually own, I own their problem. Own their problem. Yeah. From earlier. Yeah. Yeah, You do that internally as well. So it's like owning the problem internally, just as much as we need to own the problem. Exactly. Externally. Right. And, and what did it also convey? that I under I tapped into what was frustrating for them. Yeah. The frustration, the emotion of it. And it's something I, yeah, I love the the story of the presentation and the throwing the tennis balls at people. I'm sure they love throwing them too. (laughs) Yeah. They get to sing out. They get a little carried away, but yeah. Did you have like a part two? This is what we're going to do once we help you out. It's like a conveyor belt of tennis. It's exactly right. Yeah. That's cool. I still have the slide actually. Um, We did a, we did a sketch. You know, like before yeah. and after. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's characters. You know. To your point, though, you gotta you gotta sell that internally, you not just operate in a silo. So I was um, in that case, and and in 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 the case of in, in other cases, but it, in, in particularly there because it was such a strong culture. Um, <laughs> I was, I was very much a change agent. Right. And let me tell you, change agents have a gigantic target on their back Mm. and on their chest. Right. And it's like, how quickly can we get rid of this? Because people don't like to change, even if you have to. True. They don't like it at all. I don't like to change. I mean, you say we do, but we don't. Right. It's just, it's always easier to like stay than it is to go. It's always oh, easier. totally right. That kind of thing. Right? Try so, a new restaurant out or just do the one that you've eaten at that you know, you're going to get a good meal at. Yeah. Um, so part of, um, yeah, part of what, what I brought there was the experience that I've had in dealing with what I call challenger brands. Okay. And so <clears throat> What is a classic challenger brand? Like in the old days of like Hertz and Avis, Avis was Avis was like number two and proud of it. Like <laughs> right. Classic challenger, Pepsi, Coke. Yep. You know, right? That like Burger King, McDonald's. Like there's always that Apple, Microsoft in the early days of Apple. Right. Um so huh. I, you know, when I when I when I got to, to Red Hat it was clear that Red Hat was a classic challenger brand, that Red Hat stood for something open source, opening the source code. Versus software. Windows or versus everything. Exactly. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it just wasn't done. Like right. it was right. like, you kept the source code, right? And even though people's systems would crash month after month, year over year, we had to wait as consumers of these products for the big monolith in, in Washington to yep. like do an update. Yeah. The big waterfall update. Exactly. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're like, no, you don't need to do that. You actually, we can actually like course correct today. Yeah. On that bug. And now you know, get them the microservice. We can break all that up into little pieces and take carve out little bits that we want to adjust and not have to screw the whole thing up. 
right? right. Some power user figured, bumped into it, figured it out, community vetted it. Let's do it. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So but we were, but like a lot of careers were built on first IBM and then on Microsoft, right? So 95%, like market share. Uh, let alone mind share, let alone career share, let alone like. Yeah, how, how do you, like, how did you compete in that, in that realm? Because you're right. I mean, I mean, Mac was kind of coming and going anyways, but to the windows, how do you compete with that? So, so the good news was there were 2.5 million people who believed in what we were doing. Really? Who were these open source zealots who were downloading right. code for free, you know, and, but the, the bad news is, that we, um, A, they didn't pay us anything, and, right. and we, we actually didn't even know their names, right? So oh, I had to figure out like how, there was this definitely, there, were, there was like this community of believers. And, um, and, and so like, if you think about it, like Red Hat stood for like freedom and sharing and like all these fundamental like yeah. democratic, right, uh, ideals. Um, and then there was a bunch of people, the revolutionaries, right? Who, who also believed in it and got behind it. Um, and so I had to figure out a way to mobilize that group and that sentiment. <clears throat> and then I had to find people inside of organizations who could proselytize for us, for the movement, right? Within their organizations and prove why actually this is like a way better idea. And so that's what we did. And, um, you know, I remember we went to, I, I think it was like a CIO conference and there were all these, um, and we had the, when we were invited cause we were had elevated the brand profile and we were invited to be on a panel, you know, and with Microsoft and sun and, you know, IBM and, and here was like a guy from Red Hat with his fedora and his red socks, like, and he's, <laughs> and, it, and I'm telling you that this was a piling on like it was like this you know our guy was outnumbered people started like yeah but how do you how, we're talking about our business uh -oh. and how can you trust this open source and somebody's going to hack into it and it's going to this and it's going to that and how is it reliable and how is it this and yeah and you just sort of feel the audience going yeah yeah no way yeah and then like this guy gets the mic and and he goes, you know what? I mean, I'm exactly what you're saying. I feel exactly the same way. Um, or actually, I did feel that way until I was in the cafeteria one day, and this kid who was wearing these Birkenstocks and this South Park T-shirt. I think he had, an, I think he had a, like an earring or a nose ring. And he goes, uh, "Sir, hi. You don't know me. I'm so and so, and um, I work on the server team for." our intranet and um, oh well nice to meet you and he said hey um, thanks for letting us use those um, those computers um, that we were going to donate um, and he goes oh what oh I thought we those you mean like those 36 ones that were out of date um, I thought we donated them to the church and he said well yeah well we thought we may be able to use them still so and he tells this story about how he runs the new, they're, they're, they decided to experiment using the intranet 
and run it on this, you know, basically this open source yeah. platform. And, and, and so the guy goes, well, yeah, wasn't that like a year ago? And he said, and he said, yeah. And he said, well, how's it going? And he says, well, yeah, it's, it's actually going really well. Well, how many times has it crashed? He says, well, that's the thing. It never has. <laughs> he said, no, it's never crashed. And he said, well, what about this? And he starts asking, and you know, and, and how easy is it to up? Oh yeah, we like all the time. The re- we just updated any bugs we see, we just updated. What are you talking about? Well, it's this open source. And anyway, so let me find out more about that. So he took that learning and then he like took it to the next step and he said, well, let's apply it to the next servers, you know, system. Yeah email or whatever it was and that worked really well and he goes so he's telling this story and he said so like i'm just telling you this stuff works it's really manageable and it's actually a lot cheaper than working these other guys a lot cheaper and it's like well who are you uh i'm the cio of fedex and it was like whoa and like all of a sudden the the momentum of the meeting just shifted but someone a customer right was validating a what everybody else had been experienced but they were able to show the new way and how it worked for them and so you know that's we just tried tapping into that wherever we could um and you know at the end of the day it was it's it's kind of it's sort of anti you know democracy if you don't actually believe in it like we just elevated it to this crazy level sure Sure. Well, yeah, but yeah, to have a story like that where you have someone just singing your praises at such a senior level and it all thanks to someone in your community, maybe that anonymous power geek code right. dev user who had been playing around with it and they're like, well, you know what, this thing, it, it's, it's been up, man. It's not going down. Yeah. Well, and then you, then you, then like, then you, you know, then you, find out that um, people at this little startup company selling books online called Amazon. Oh, geez. You know, was actually their entire infrastructure is based on their entire e-commerce infrastructure is based on Red Hat Linux. And they're like, why? Because it never goes down. We can't afford to go down. Right. right? Like people go to the bookstore and get their book, but like we would say to order online now, like, or videos or whatever it is and, and we're down or like we can't process because I know like so anyway so what's interesting I hope this is helpful yeah this is very cool sort of riffing cool a to bit hear more. the history of that but what's interesting is that like the three cornerstones of these industries that I've been a part of have all led to today um, that's what's really interesting about where I am. So Red Hat, open source, what is open source done? It's completely changed how software gets developed. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right, such that, you know, Facebook's move fast and break things culture was like innovate, 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 innovate. You know, but by the way, the founding team of Signal Effects was the team at Facebook that built the monitoring system that was able to monitor the performance of their code. And, and if there was a bug or a problem, they can roll it back quickly so it never affected the customer right right so the experience that the customer had was always a positive one they never got they never were affected so open source change how software got developed i went to this company in boston ptc product development software which went from an r d function to a company like approach and it was you know we we basically sold the importance of of, of products and um, i had to go about that yeah. Children don't wake up in the morning and their bird 
desperately in the hopes of unwrapping a CRM system, right? right. right? It's like, it's the product. And so what are you doing as a company to build better products? So we built that and we also created this, I'll undersell myself here, but created what I call the value roadmap, which was a playbook on how to create and create, how to cap, create and capture value strategically by doing product development across an entire company. Huh. So I've created those playbooks, those, those value maps for these different industries because everybody's selling something and nobody's adding the value, helping me guide me on this journey. So um, there was that second industry. And then the third was at Sprinkler, the social media suddenly told us that it's not what we say, it's what they say. People never forget how you make them feel. So most people aren't necessarily having an experience with a physical product these days. They're having the experience with a digital service that enables them to get the physical product, if there's even a physical product. So right. software is eating the world, Mark Andreessen, right? I worked at Andreessen Horowitz, like unbelievable prophetic statement. Every company is becoming, if not are, software companies. Uber, Lyft, you know, Airbnb, Stripe, okay. Square, you know, Nike's direct-to-consumer movement. It's all software-enabled. Um, who creates the software that monitors the software that defines your business? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah, wow. Okay. So who creates a software that monitors the software that's eating the world? That's what we do. And it has elements of open source and it has elements of like the experience and is what matters. Like, so that's what I think is really cool about what signal effects does is, you know, we provide real time. We have a streaming architecture that enables you that ingests all this data, yep. massive amounts of data analyzes it as it's streaming through the system is able to detect what's unique or anomalous that's not supposed to be there within a second uh, or two and can then pinpoint where there's a problem and ought help you automatically remediate or or affect that problem without actually a human being getting involved or without it affecting your customer. It'd be so much faster not having to get a human involved. And, and you're right, it, before it even affects the customer, it might as well not even happen. It's, I mean, there are teams yeah. of, you know, we, we have a customer who had, you know, they do these like product launches that, you know, last minutes and, and, and they used to have teams of like hundreds of, you know, tens and hundreds of, of developers like on standby, of engineers on standby, you know, like in a war room right, let's go, okay, it's up, like, everybody's hitting their site, everybody's hitting their app, like, bots, everything, it's like, systems are crashing, where's the problem, they gotta figure it out, fix it, somebody's shopping for it, spinning, like, now somebody's on Twitter, hey, man, you know, what this is the worst this? ever, yeah. I hate you guys, so, yeah, but now, you know, by working with us, like, they've just got a handful of people involved, and because they're able to see, literally visually see, what's happening and correct it if it's not automatically built in autocorrect. So, so important for the scaling organization too. As you start to encounter problems you didn't even have, you know, months ago. Yeah. Stay out in front of it. So instead of being reactive, you're more proactive for it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it does. So if, if, I mean, um, Amazon, I think the statistic is Amazon updates a piece of software like, every 17 seconds <laughs> yeah their a b tests last you know 30 seconds and they've got you know millions of data points like so 
if that's how, and they're one of the most valued companies in the world, right? If that's how they're operating and, and companies like Facebook and Google and Apple and others are basically software companies, like, and they were leveraging all of this new cloud native, you know, technology, um, every company has to effective, every company has to ultimately become like them because our user experience is now being influenced by the likes of, you know, an Uber or Lyft, like them or not, you get a car delivered to you in two to three minutes with three clicks of it, of an app. It's like, what, how does that work? And so you have to do anything, swipe a card, you don't have to do anything. Like, it's like done. That's an amazing experience. Like, well, we want that same, you go to Amazon, you want to get something and it's like, you want to stream something, it's got to happen now. Like we've been conditioned to real time, right? We've been conditioned to these experiences. Well, businesses have to operate that way as well, right? And at that level, because as consumers, it's what it's what's happening over here in my life. Why can't that happen over here in my business, mm -hmm. right? So, um, so that means that they have to have the facilities and the infrastructure and the and the, and the technical um, engine to enable that. At the same time, they have to innovate because those companies who are leading are just like massive, massive innovators. I mean, Facebook's 2007, Facebook's, as I said, move fast and break things culture was what is today called DevOps. They didn't know what it was called then. Sure. Right? We didn't know that this was cloud native technologies and microservices, all this stuff. They were using this stuff. It was experimental. Right. Right. And yet that's why we bring so much credibility to what we do, even though we're still relatively small and kind of just getting going. I mean, we're working with some great companies that are highly dependent on us, but we have this history where we, yeah. where we earned and learned a secret and we've built this extraordinarily elegant um, architecture that, um, that is sophisticated and advanced and it's, um, it was built for where everything's going. Right. So right. Right. anyway, not for the sales pitch there. But. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. Two points. I just to bring it together. Yeah. Yeah. The, the different corners of what you've experienced in life and your history from working at different places kind of comes together to where you're at now. And I, I can see how all, all lines up. So, um, you know, the, the, the last question I had for you really around that too, and around the people cheering in the other room, you know, thinking about, you know, marketers and, and your career, and obviously you've been a senior thought leader and CMO, um, you know, many, many, many years. Um, if you were to look back and talk to little Tom, you know, or, Tom, as he's entering his marketing career, well, what would you tell yourself? What kind of advice would you give yourself? Well, I was known as Tommy. So I Tommy, just, okay. Tommy, yeah, or, what's, what would you tell Tommy? Yeah, or when I was really young, Tommy boy. <laughs> I like the movie, huh? Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was Thomas. So anyway, he called me Tommy boy. Anyway, so what would I tell myself? So, uh, good question. Um, I kind of wish I had me then um but yeah. you know that there's a there's a spanish um this wonderfully wonderful poetic uh spanish um it's effectively a poem and okay. um the translation of the title is the way is in the going <laughs> huh. 
the way is in the going. And that's like the, the, the reality is that you just learn by going. Right. And so, um, you know, one of the lessons I would say is don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to take on something new or try something new <clears throat> because you're going to learn something. Um, I have a, I have a, a, a young guy, um, whom I've now known for about five years. He, um, he worked for my wife's company. A, he went, A, he went to the same college I went to many years apart. He was also the captain of the tennis team many years apart. He was an intern at my wife's company. Um, I learned something about him when he changed his flight after a family vacation. Instead of routing himself directly to school, he rerouted his flight to meet her in New York um, and before he then went to school. Um, he worked his, his vacations, his spring breaks and his fall breaks with the team instead of going to, you know, Fort Lauderdale, Florida or something. Sure. On spring break, like incredible work ethic, right? Learned a lot. Um, and one of the things that, and then he wound up working for me at Sprinkler and now he's working with me here at Signal Effects. And one of the things he, um, he always said when I, when I said this, and I, I know this, I'm asking a lot of you here. And he said, or this made feel like an awkward situation, whatever it might be. And he said, no, I just look at all this as a learning experience. And that, what a healthy attitude, right? Because a lot of people that certainly in that generation would be like, you know, like, what am I got? I'm not dealing with this. This is like, I don't like it. But for him, it's like, where can I get this experience? See the cultural, like, dynamics or the market condition or the sales pressure or the, you know, whatever it might be, the product misfit or the competitive, you know, like all of these things, leadership, right? Mentorship, you know, collaborate, like where can I get that experience? Like you can't learn it in a book, right? You, no, you can't, you just learn it. And, but, but being open to it is really important. So I would say that, you know, what I advise myself with, um, as an earlier version of me would be just look at everything as an opportunity to learn and embrace it. Um, take it. Right. Um, and, and then the other thing that I would say, which I said earlier today is, you know, listen, yeah. like just listen. Um, and, and, you know, and try and, and, and try and learn and then participate in, you know, in, in the dialogue and don't be so anxious to talk. Right. But, like sure contribute but but listen so those are i love that and i think they're kind of life skills but uh true true life life mirror mirroring the career so the guy you know so 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 the guy me who was always the youngest one in the room or on the court or on the field or whatever it might be uh late bloomer you know a little bit of an overachiever you know, suddenly someone with a lot of experience, right? So right. what I, what I try to, you know, I, 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 I love the people that I work with and, um, and I mean that actually, um, I have a very much of a, of a collegial, you know, approach to, to, to the team. We are very transparent, open, human and authentic with one another. And we actually solve problems together really easily that way because we have ultimate respect for one another. We get pissed off at each other. We'll say it, right? Or you know, somebody's like 
slacking. You know, we might give them brief in a right. you know in a healthy, humorous kind of a way, but exactly. there's a message, right? Yeah. But it's none of this, you know, behind the scenes and closed doors and who's texting somebody while you're in the middle of a presentation and like or slacking. I mean, I'm like I I can't stand that. And so um, anyway, I think that um, we've you know we've we've built a, a good good group and um, I I believe in them. I I stand them up on stage with me when we give presentations. I've got their back, and um, and I think they've got mine. You know, because I think they appreciate what we're building. I could see that. I yeah, you, know, you can definitely tell it even from the way you talk about them and your team and wanting them to succeed and that selfless, right? Red Hat, the brand, as opposed to, you know, putting yourself out there, um, you know, helping the team succeed. That makes a lot of sense. The culture here, you know, at Signal Effects is really, is, is a lot like that. I mean, yeah. we're, you know, we got a guy who's like, okay, I'm going to grill this Friday. Like, let's, it's in California, right? So you can do that. But, uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, it just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's just open. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's, what part it's, of California? Uh, we're in what? San Mateo. Yeah. San Mateo. So okay. Bay Area. Bay Area. Yeah. 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 So I'm a transplanted. They say, yeah, he's an East Coast guy. Yeah. They said, I'm wearing you know, black, right? I'm still like, an East Coast guy, huh? Yeah, but, you know, hey, born in Brooklyn, raised, in, you know, in and around New York. So. Yeah. You can't, you can't mess that up. That's, it's ingrained. Yeah. For sure. Well, this has been awesome. Where are some of the places people can connect with you? Um, well, LinkedIn for sure. Okay. Um, I think it's uh, Thomas Buda um, uh, or Tom Buda. I can't remember. Uh, Twitter at Thomas Buda. Okay. Um, those are probably the two best places. Easy access. If they want to reference this chat. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Don't be. Don't be a weirdo. Reference where you where you first. Yeah, that would be helpful. Send the anonymous right. LinkedIn messages. Um, yeah. Say hi. And also SignalFX on, is on Twitter and also you know, SignalFX.com. So. Yeah. And we are looking, uh, you know, we're looking for uh, really good product marketers and oh, nice. um, some demand gen people and field marketing. And so if anyone um, knows something about the space, because that's going to help um, and has some experience and interest, you know, hit me up at either, probably LinkedIn would be best for that. Best for that. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And they, they should be in the area now or looking to go there or remote or what's your thought? So, um, I mean, it'd be great. There's so much that happens at headquarters here. True. I heard grilling and I'm sold. So yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? Like just the, the hallway conversations, yeah. just, you learn a lot. So that's ideal. Um, I definitely have people who are in London and, you know, in, in New York. And <clears throat> so for the right person with the right talent, as long as we have an office, I think it can work. Got it. Typically, they have like a microcosm of the rest of the company. Yep. But in product marketing in particular, it's probably better to be close to the product team. Close to the product team, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Well, that's great. Well, thank cool. you again. This has been a lot of fun. I don't know if you noticed, but the time is just like, like warped by. It is. I only have 22% battery. Eli. Oh, jeez. So, uh, oh, so yeah. Good. No, no, no. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, you reaching out and um, having me on. And um, so what's, this will be live. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Right now everyone's going to be hearing it. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'll just say, Hey, everyone else out there, if you, if you got learned anything, I know you did because I've got two pages of notes, then 
it's time to share this with someone else and, uh, and get this in their hands. And anyone that is a bang up product marketer, give them the shout out so they can reach out to Tom yeah, uh, and uh, apply for that. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, and, man, and, absolutely. And the opportunity to chat with you. Yeah, you bet. And this has been the hardcore marketing show. We will see you all next time. Yeah. <laughs>